Excellent. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bold Brave Woman Conversation with May and my guest. Today, I have a very special young woman who has been through so much. When I hear her list of things that she had lived through, my head just blown and I'm like, oh my God, how do you survive such things in your life? And how do you keep going? And 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 I had so many questions for for her. So I said, would you come on to Bold Brave Woman and talk about your life story and share what you've been through? Because some of the stuff that um, <laughs> that I put in the description, you've been through uh, living with a mom who was a drug addict that abandoned you at a young age and then went to jail and and prison raped and then your sister was gruesomely murdered and you made mm -hmm. the newspaper and oh my god it's just so Lexi welcome yeah. to a bold brave woman conversation and you have been such a bold and brave young girl and teenager and young woman and now a full-grown mom and everything so come in and tell us what's it like to be Lexi <laughs> Um, well, to me, humor is one of the best medicines and I have a, I have a pretty foul sense of humor that keeps me going every day as well as my child. That's good. <laughs> and then, um, wonderful boyfriend. Um, I'm in college. Uh, so, you know, I'm doing a few things to just continue going and moving forward. Awesome. So you have a relationship that is working out well for you. You have very healthy. Yes. Oh man, that's that's some serious stuff. Just so you know, Miss Dala, um, Chris, I can never say her last name right. <laughs> she, Chris Sally. Yeah, she just said hi to you. Bless you. Hi, Dala. Thanks for watching and supporting us. Hey, Dala. Yes. I actually uh, grew up with her. Oh my God, really? Mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Dala herself has been on this show and she's talked about her journey of yeah. how she had the mental health breakdown and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So where do we begin? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Where should we begin, Lexi? What do you want to, which, which part of your life would you like to zero in on and share a bit of that? Um. Honestly, from the things I've told you, I, from your personal experience, what do you, what story do you think would help people the best? Um, well, let's see. You talk about, well, let's go to the big one first, right? You talk okay. about how your, what happened to your sister and how did you survive that? So, um, my grandfather, um, my papa he had actually passed away on december 21st mm -hmm. um the same year my sister disappeared same mm -hmm. week actually um i was looking on facebook um you know making posts about my grandpa and going through the scroll feed and saw my sister was missing wow so you uh, found out the... through social media that your sister is missing Yes. Yeah. And um, why your grandfather, who is most important to you, passed away. Mm -hmm. And so um, my grandfather was on my dad's side. Uh, my sister and I, we have different dads, but the same mom. And so the rest of the family on my mom's side, you know, they're the ones posting this stuff. And because they knew about my grandpa, they didn't want to tell me, 
immediately. They didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, they thought she was off partying. But the second I saw that, Mm -hmm. uh, my stomach sunk. My heart probably just sunk into my stomach. And I knew we were going to be finding her body from that day. Mm -hmm. How did you know that? I don't know. I think it's just very, very strong sibling bond. Um, her and I were the closest. Mm. Um, we didn't grow up together, which, you know, because she was raised with her dad's side as well as my other two siblings. Um, all three of them have the same dad and I had a different one. So, you know, on yeah. the other side of the family. <laughs> um, and a large honestly, extended like, family. Yeah. Uh, yeah like huge yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um basically it's like you know when I saw that and I just uh, I knew immediately so I pretty well dropped everything I wasn't even able to grieve for my papa because all I could focus on was trying to find my sister um I was trying to keep hope that we'd find her alive though I gutfully knew different yeah um the crowd she was with was it was bad Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I went into the one who actually murdered her, his brother's home, asking questions. Um, wow. I went to several places I shouldn't have been. Um, I talked to a ton of people. I wouldn't stop. I couldn't eat hardly. Um, by the time the day they found her body, I ended up getting locked up and they weighed me and I was weighing 96 pounds. Mm. I'm five foot five. I shouldn't have weighed that little, you know, and from drugs, it was purely from stress. Yeah. And so, um, with that being said, it's like, you know, our family went through a lot. Um, when I got no shit, It's like, uh-huh. so, um, when like all these horror stories I was hearing, I mean, people were all, she's been chopped up. She's been this, she's been that you're going to da, 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 da. And it's like, whoa, how do I even sort through all this information? You know? Mm-hmm. And like, I was actually very in close contact with the DA and, um, it's like, so with that, or not the DA, the investigator. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, it's like, you know, all I cared about was trying to find my sister. And that's why we're in such close communication. I mean, who wouldn't be? And so I gave him as much information as I could. And then when I got that phone call, it was the worst slipping day of my life. I had actually, I wasn't drinking throughout the several months that she had been missing and my grandfather passing and all of that. Um, and alcohol is a big thing for me. Um, I was just smoking weed. <laughs> so um, just, I knew that I had to have my mind about me to deal with all of it. Yeah. Wow. And so um, then I did end up drinking the night they found her. And mm-hmm. I was actively on probation for um, initially assaulting a peace officer. Why? Well, you just didn't know what to do with all that stress. <laughs> no, this was way before. Um, I had been on probation for quite a while. Yeah. I was just young and dumb. You know, I'm like, hey, maybe I won't get arrested. I'll fight him. No. So, <laughs> anyways. I don't think you were young and dumb. I think you just 
were not cared for properly. And so you didn't know what you were doing. I really was, though. My great-grandmother, as well as her son, my papa, you know, my grandfather. So I was raised by all my greats. I had everything I needed and was blessed with what I needed. Yeah. Um, they gave me everything where my parents were absent in. So yeah. I actually had a very fortunate upbringing. Mm. So then what happened? What was the phone call like? And what did it say? And then, and then how did you survive from that? I think it was my uncle that called me and I was alone at Fashion Runway actually and I fell in the middle of the floor when I found out. And what did you find out? They found her body. And the whole entire time this was being ran all over NBC, Fox, Nancy Grace, um, basically you think of it, Yeah, she was probably featured on it. Um, national news. Yes. Everywhere. Not the kind of national news that we wanted to be on. Not really, no. Yeah. Um, and this went on for probably like four or five years, wow. always coming through the media. Um, she's only missing for a couple months, but because there was sentencing for the men that murdered her, they were never sentenced for murder. Um, they got desecration of the body because they ruled a hotshot as an overdose. I got confused there. What? So um, they gave her a hotshot intentionally trying to kill her. Okay. And they ruled it as an overdose. Oh. But yet this happened in Utah and they chopped her body up in the tub there. Mm. And... They put her in a suitcase, and on Christmas Day, they took whatever car they were in and brought it out to Cactus Park, and they actually got stuck out there because you need four-wheel drive, and it was a car. Mm. No one had any idea, and found her months later. I I feel like vomiting. <laughs> like, now I'm like, I, oh, this yeah. is why this conversation took so long to schedule and get it here because it's such a hard thing to talk about and to witness and to hear, even though this is years yeah. later. <laughs> it's like, how do you live with this, honey? Um, I'm actually in college right now. Um, my goal is to open up children's rehab slash safe home. Mm. It's going to be called Kelly's Home. Oh, because I feel like if there was something like that out for her when she was alive, I mean, she was only 18. Yeah. You know, wow. maybe it would have saved her. Not there's no guarantees, you know. No, but if yeah. one life is saved, it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, that's my huge aspiration and goal. And I also want to get into motivational speaking as well. Because my opinion, like, letting her death be in vain, that's not an option. Yeah. Oh, you're so bold and brave. Ah! Okay, so uh, so I, I, I want to just, like, highlight that. It's like, this is very exciting and such an honor for me to, to actually host this conversation for you. Because it's the first one, right, that you're learning to Number yeah. one. Yeah, that you're learning to talk about 
about your experience. Like I'm pretty sure I have swamp bass going on right now and all kinds of sweat because I'm I'm nervous. I'm not gonna lie. You're great. <laughs> you're so beautiful and precious and so brave. Look at you, and you're just so much light radiating. I didn't. <laughs> And your fan base is like, we love you, Terry saying she loves you, and Donna saying we Aww. love you. It's so great. Thank you so much, you guys, for watching and cheering um, Alexis on, and and bless her heart. Oh my God, so so really. I mean, Thank like I, I keep going back to that question: How do you keep going? So what I hear is is you have to make meaning out of it, and you have mm -hmm. to have some kind of focus like to make a difference from this death so that it has to oh, make yeah. sense for you and honestly one of the things that actually saved my life because i started my two-year sentence the day they found her um i wasn't even allowed out of jail while waiting to go to the halfway house or any of that for her funeral nothing but i think it saved my life i did 19 months on a two-year sentence between jail the halfway house and prison and so um, how did that save your life because i wasn't out there to go do some horrible things to some mm. people that probably deserved it maybe didn't i see so you, you know were, it, you were locked up yourself so you you couldn't go out and flung your anger at, and try to revenge or do something and exactly and honestly Whoa. that that time in my life it was possible now there's no way you know yeah. i'm not that same person anymore yeah. but it genuinely saved my life i yeah. mean i like back and i like as weird as it is like yeah it sucks going through some of the stuff i've been through but i'm grateful for all of it because this is what's going to help me change others lives yeah and now when you speak you have credibility to all these people who yeah. get themselves in trouble at a young age do stupid things or you yeah. know whatever and so so let's take the attention off of your sister's uh death for a moment and come back to you like when you said you were locked up and in a halfway house and you say that like it's it's nothing like it's like it that's just part yeah, right? So what's that like? Oh my God. Um, How did you end up there? What the fuck happened there? Well, from fighting police officers, they don't take lightly on that. Um, I already have a previous record. I've probably done all together like four years behind bars. It's just my longest sentence was the 19 months on a two-year sentence. Yeah. Or the time I did. And so... And what was, I don't know, just what was prison like for you? Oh, so much better than jail. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Honestly. Silver lining. Guess what? Prison is so much better than jail. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I was able to order like full box of cream pies every day. <laughs> or not every day, but every week. So I don't, I'd... I'd fill up on all the sweets and snacks. I got out kind of chubby. I mean, I've never actually been chubby, but for me, I yeah. looked chubby. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I mean, like, you know, I hear a prison and I shudder and, and I just kind of like, 
completely lose myself. How, again, how did you, what was it like to be locked up and um, to survive in there and, and then to get out? And then what happened when you get out? <laughs> I don't know. I have an endless list of questions. So the only way the, to do your time, in my opinion, the right way is you do your own time. You don't go the, in there to do other people's time. So What's stay out of fights. You stay out of fights. Stay out of the bullshit drama. You know, don't involve yourself. If you meet mm. a couple cool people, which I personally did, I'm actually yeah. still friends with a couple of them. Yeah. Um, but you just keep to yourself. Mind your own damn business. Because honestly, if you don't have a life sentence, then why make that your life? Into one. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So. Wow. Here's some wise words from it. <laughs> like if you cut into prison, you know, keep it to yourself. Don't take on other people's sentences and don't make it into a life sentence for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, like, just eat as much as you flipping can and get out fat. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 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 Why not? Why not? Honestly, one of the things to do in there if you're really bored is you just sit there and eat. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, there were there were girls making hooch. There were other girls doing drugs or snorting their prescription pills and doing all this. And I just, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. How did you stay away from trouble? Because I don't well, know. I, um, the only thing I know about these things is through what I've seen on Orange is a New Black. So. <laughs> so I okay. So I did fuck up once when I first got there. I let one of my roommates think it was a great idea to cheek my meds. And I actually thought, so when you say cheek your meds, it sounds like you're just sticking them in your cheek. They actually hold them back in their throat. Right? I had no idea. Didn't do that. Put it in my cheek and went to the hole for four days within the first couple weeks that I was there. And then what happened? Uh, I got out to what's called Unit 5. So like 20 or 22 hour, I think it was 22 hour lockdown for, I did that about three, four months that I was in prison. And then they moved me up to, you know, a lesser unit and then the um, reentry unit. I didn't do long, like at but, all. Um, yeah. I, I did about eight months in the halfway house and that was a living hell. Um, I had lost my sister and my papa, and then about a month after my sister was found, one of my best friends OD'd, and then shortly after that, I was still in the halfway house. My aunt passed away from cancer, and I couldn't go say bye, and it was just, it was one thing after the next, and they weren't giving me counseling. They told me, we have a, you on a waiting list. All these girls that were like, I understand relationship problems can really take their toll, but when someone's going through that multitude of deaths, get them yeah. some fucking help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they had all these other girls that, like, no more or less deserving, but some situations are a little more escalated. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I was on the verge of suicide in there. I yeah. was not okay. Yeah. And I did that for about eight months. And I said, you know what? Fuck this. Mm. 
they were giving me all kinds of write-ups because they let their doctor completely fuck me off on meds. I mean, bad. And I let it happen because I was in such a bad mental state. I just wanted to be numb. But Mm. there were times where, like, I would pass out just sitting down after eating and having plenty of fluids. You know, so I don't know exactly what was going on, but they would give me write-ups and stuff for not waking up on time for my meds, um, getting in a fight once when her and I were actually fine, you know? So they sent me to jail and then they came to me. They were like, why do you want to come back? And what makes you think we should let you back in the halfway house? And this is what I told them. I was like, I'm not going back there. I was like, you're all worthless down there. None of you have helped me a goddamn bit. And I was like, send me to prison because I'd rather get out to my family sooner and deal with it that way. Wow, honey. So. Oh. <laughs> I feel like such a, a, like, so completely ignorant of the experience of jail and prisons and halfway houses and everything. And, and hearing you pop it off, like, you know, all these lingo and everything as if, like, it's just everyday language. I'm going... Oh, <laughs> well, if there's anything you need me to clarify, just stop me and ask me. <laughs> I'm still working on the cheeky thing. No, I'm just kidding. It's um, Adala said that she was in the hole for a month and it was hell. Oh. And there's Sandy Pennington who said hi to you and sending you love. Hello. <laughs> hi, Sandy. Yes, it totally is hell, Darla. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh. So... So now that you're out and you're stable. And it's you... been quite some time, actually. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. How many so years I... have been out and, like, rebuilding? Shit. I think I killed my number, which means I completed parole um, three, years ago. Yes, thank you for that translation ago. of that thing. I killed my number. I'm like... <laughs> So um, what that means is when you get a prison sentence, you're a felon and everything, they give you a number. And if you ever go back, you get that same number. When you go through jail, it's a new booking number every single time. Okay. So that number follows you. Yes. Um, If I ever go back to prison, I will forever have that number. Which you're not going to. (laughs) No. No, no, not for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> not ever. <laughs> yes, Donna said, I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you, too. I, I, I'm pretty sure everyone who's listening are so proud of you. And um, so, so how do you deal with survivor guilt? How do you deal with being a mom? You know, how do you prevent or what's it like being a mom now, having gone through everything that you've gone through? Um, I'm very protective. Mm. Um, I'm very strict on them because even though I was raised everything that any child should ever have and need, I didn't get discipline like Mm. at all. So I do timeouts and stuff like that. He's only, he's almost three. So, you know, but I'm strict because I don't want him to end up like I did. I also, you know, like my great grandmother was raising me since I was one because neither of my parents could get their shit together. My mom died when I was almost nine years old. 
she wasn't ever around you know like she was a maid donor for sure yeah I know it's terrible to say it like that she wasn't a bad person but as far as a parent goes she was an egg donor yeah and so with that it's like I just I didn't get disciplined and I made a lot of mistakes and I feel like you know like some things kind of coincide with each other it's not my grandma's fault I'm the one that did dub shit (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean like I knew the consequences um it's just Mm. I lived a lot of a crazy crazy life and just didn't give a fuck for a very long time yeah oh baby you 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 sound so level-headed and so grounded I'm just blown away by how beautiful you are inside and out and and what you took away from your childhood and and all the shit that happened and ah I just I I refuse to let my son go through it you know yeah I I see that and his dad um there's issues Mm -hmm. he I actually am kind of different than a lot of um children's mothers or baby mamas I hate that term because I'm not one I actually try to push my son on our or his dad as much as I possibly can because their relationship is more important than our issues yeah oh look at you go I have to just interrupt us a little bit and say Sandy Rose I was in the hole for 90 days and got sober you that's amazing yes I, it's like feel free to comment everyone and share your story and and you know what you've lived through because it's so bold and brave and we Absolutely. all need to hear each other see each other and witness and love each other up for what you've been through and what you attempt to do or you know what you're on on track to do right now it's so cool it's like oh I was taking a drink <laughs> no worry. Okay, so, so, so now what? Where are you going with your life? Um, trying to make it through, keeping my son alive. Because every yeah. parent knows that um, when their child is the age that mine is, they're constantly trying to kill themselves. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty Good. much where I'm at. Um, also, just trying to build a future with the boyfriend as yeah. well as get through college. Um, my goal is to graduate with a 3.5 GPA or higher, but with how much crap I've got going on, I feel like a 3.5 is okay with me. That's a that's a good goal. It's very solid and you know Thank you. My GPA and it doesn't right matter now is... really what's the score. What matters no. is you get it you get that piece of paper. <laughs> oh absolutely. Anyone that's gotten a two point eight or a four point oh, like neither one is better than the other, you know? Yeah. It's just well, that's my personal goal. Right. That's awesome. And then and then so what what do you need to get to start making your dream happen of creating the rehab center? So um, I'm doing my business degree right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that way I have all the business smarts I need to try to open up a nonprofit organization. All right. So, um, I'm currently in the beginning steps of learning all those tools. And then I so feel like after ask, I, oh, go ahead. Let's ask two big questions. So if other people want to help you, how can they help you? Um, ideas. Um, getting the word out there um if they have any connections introduce me mm-hmm. you know and connecting uh, to what uh well it's gonna take a lot of funds you know it's gonna be connection a money. organization <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately yes but any kind of ways that i can achieve this to help children which are our future because one day our country is going to be in the hands of all our unruly little rugrats we have running around right now. <laughs> I like you. I, we have so much in common because that's how I call children. They're like those brain-sucking oh, brats. That <laughs> yes, yes. I love my child. I love children. <laughs> oh, you and I both manipulative like... little brats. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, like. My son is like, he'll come up and just be like, and say, sorry. That's how he says, sorry. And then go on to do what he just got in trouble for. As if like, hey, I just told you, sorry. It's okay now. (laughs) (laughs) They're so thinking smart and they'll put every line that you have. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yes. It's like some days are more trying than others, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. yesterday happened to be one of them for me personally. He had a case of not going to listen to shit whatsoever all day. (laughs) But it's not always like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, let's see. And one last question is, so what message do you have for people, for young, young adults who has a similar background as you did. When you're feeling low, reach out. Mm. Um, Whether it's to a friend or a family member, a stranger, a doctor. There's been times where I've had to, and I don't like taking medications, but there's been times where I've had to get myself put on them. Mm. And it's like- And what do you get them put on for? uh, Manic bipolar. Um, anxiety, PTSD, mm-hmm. nightmares, um, and these severe are depression. just a few things that you live with. Yeah, just a few. <laughs> I know. They're like, honey, you look so normal. And it's like, I live with anxiety, PTSD, uh, night terror. I live with depression. It's like, oh, a functioning. I, I actually the my my core my core reason why I'm doing this show called Bo Brave Woman is I wanted to just talk to women ordinary women who look like you and me who you know yeah. slap on sweats run to the store and hair unmade and all this stuff and pretty much and yet we each live such a bold and brave 
journey. Just to, sometimes oh, yeah. being bored and brave means getting out of bed when you're in the most depressive state and you can't function, right? right? Oh, absolutely. It's like there's so many people like you walk by someone and you have no idea of their story. They could have just lost their baby a couple of days ago. Yeah. You know, you don't know their story. So it's like, I think we all have our days where we don't mean to be an asshole to people, but it just happens. And we're all allowed to have those once in a while, as long oh, as you make up wait, for it and treat Here's another right. advice is don't beat up on the cops. That's not a good idea. It never ends well. How's that? I mean, next time I'm going to tell him to take his badge off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I liked it. You still have so much fight in you. It's like, no, baby, don't go back in that hole. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's no badge, they're not technically on duty, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay, that's my advice to everyone. Do not pick a fight with a cop. Please don't end up in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't the wisest thing, but I'd rather crack jokes than be like, yeah, I know. And I actually, I heard you. from a, I heard from a few cops like that I actually am friends with later on that knew the one that I headbutt. Yeah. Um, they said he was an asshole, and so it was actually karma. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I look forward to being, you know, on the per periphery or even closer in your life so that I can continue to support you and see you to creating the center for um, young, young people who really need the support and love and a safe place for them to be in. It's such a big dream and it's, it's such a necessary dream. I would love that. Yeah. We'll have Thank to you so much, close. honey, for coming on today. Well, of course. See, it wasn't so bad after all, huh? No, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm still like. <laughs> well, if you think of other things that that you have lived through that you would like to share, that could, I, I'm sure you now, now that you've done this, you're like, oh wait, I could talk about that and that and that and that come back and then we can create more deeper conversation and really go into something so that other people um, either they're going through it themselves could find support or they're part of the family of that person who's going through that heroic journey okay. to understand what's it like to to do what we do and get in the, the trouble that we get into whether it's alpha or not or circumstance or whatever right that is Except true that, I've done all that. <laughs> yeah. So much experience. We have to like like milk it out of Lexi so that we don't have other people don't have to go through that. <laughs> right. All right well, we will definitely have another session and we'll go into something else next time. Yay! Well, thank you so much for being so brave. Come on on your very first interview and sharing your story with me. Thank you, Sounds everyone, for great. watching and listening. If you love what I do, you can find me on Buy Me a Coffee at Mayvu Coach. So you just type in my Mayvu Coach and Buy Me a Coffee, and you can support me with injecting my body with caffeine so that I can continue to keep doing things, uh, bringing you these beautiful conversations. And um, subscribe and share. Would love that. And you can find me on 
uh, Spotify, Bo Brave Women, or on YouTube, the Bo Brave Women channel. Looking forward right. to talking with you next time. Take good care, everyone. You Have a well. wonderful day. Have a great night. Bye. Bye.